broadcasting to you live from inside a Swiss bank. Uh, this is one of your double O's, Arlen Haro. And joining me as usual is my fellow uh, agent, uh, Eric Sayor. Are you ready for the most underwhelming opening to a Bond movie followed by the <laughs> longest boat chase that we've had in a long time? Yes, yes, I, yes, I am. Yes, I, I'm ready for this. Um, uh, so I already have a sense of your feelings of that boat chase. So uh, that's good. That's uh, <laughs> um, it was on, on the boat chase uh, rankings scale. It's a, uh, it's like half a Last Crusade boat chase. Um, so it's like very middle of the road, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Honestly, um, good boat chase. What? Oh, it's a great boat chase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. It ends in a hot air balloon that explodes. Like, what more could you want? Yeah. <laughs> a great yeah, boat chase. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I, I like that it ends with the hot air balloon. I, I, I was very um surprised that it took so long for that character to uh kill herself with the hot air balloon because that just seemed incredibly dangerous um i feel like one <laughs> i feel like after you fire your first shot that hot air balloon is exploding you don't even need to point it towards yourself yeah. or towards the balloon um maybe i know nothing about hot air balloons though yeah, who, who who even knows about hot air balloons uh, at this point in history, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a hot air balloon festival that, that happens 30 minutes from my place. I've never been, mm. and uh, I am not even sure it really exists, but right, it's supposed to. Yeah, it's like birds, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. Uh, and, you... <laughs> and other things in the sky that are uh, that we're unclear about. Um... <laughs> Do you want to introduce our guests, Arlen? Yes, yes, yeah, I should do that. Um, we also have a ting, uh, uh, Tim McLean here with us. Uh, I don't think you have you been on a Bond episode before, or just a regular episode? I've just I, I appeared on the Childhood Movies episode, and I appeared oh. on the Arnold Schwarzenegger episode. That's all I've appeared That's on. Great. I have not done I Bond yet. Hmm. Mm, yeah, I wasn't sure. Um, I wasn't entirely sure, but those do do sound familiar. That uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger episode, very good. Go listen to that. Anybody yes. hasn't? Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, uh, among the many segments that I forgot to mention to Tim uh, uh, before we started recording, <laughs> that I should have mentioned then when he was asking about how the show works, uh, Tim, what is your history or exposure with bond that's a thing we do right eric correct yes exactly exactly we haven't had a new guest in a while but yeah what's your what's your bond how, how do you feel about bond in general what's your history with it oh i'm rubbing my hands together and taking a deep breath ready to go off okay so uh, yeah i am a huge james bond fan my dad mm -hmm. owns all the movies with the exception of the george lazenby one which he hates because he hates lazenby but that's a different discussion uh mm -hmm. so i have seen all the bond movies to date and I am a very big fan of them. And The World's Not Enough, ironically enough, is actually my introduction to Bond. When I was a 10-year-old, my dad just rented it from the movie store from Blockbuster. May Blockbuster rest in peace. Uh, he, mm -hmm. We rented it from Blockbuster, and I watched it, and this movie blew my damn mind. Let me tell you what. 
watching the rockets come out of James Bond's uh, uh, car and blowing up the helicopter was mind-blowing as a 10-year-old. Having a watch that can do stuff, like all the gadgets, this is like my introduction to spy movies and 007 in general, and I actually have a lot of fond memories with this movie. All right. That's, yeah. I mean, that, that's a solid introduction, and I, I can see why you wanted to be on this episode, or wanted to be on both of these, because we tried to have you on the last one, but it just didn't work out time-wise. Um, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, that's definitely a movie I saw in the same context as Tim uh, when I was <laughs> younger, uh, renting it from uh, Videotron, which is our local. There was some blockbusters here, but Videotron was right. like the big chain in Quebec. Uh, uh, renting a cassette and watching this with my uh, like ten, nine, eight year old friends and uh, having a good old time. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I. This and rewatching it, I actually, I mean, I think this movie has a really bad reputation, but uh, it, it's definitely not as bad as I thought it would be. I, I had a pretty good time. Um, yeah, I'm always surprised by how much I like this movie. Um, I, I would yeah. dare say it's the second best Brosnan. You know, because we've seen uh, the last his last one so recently. I'm willing to go with you on that. Um, I, I do think that this this one does have problems that I yes. think are the reason why people don't like it, and those people are correct <laughs> in dislike and having in having those problems. Because um, uh, yeah, here's the thing with this movie: yeah. all its problems are like. Same thing we would say in every Roger Moore movie, except, mm-hmm. <laughs> except like in this, it's like not racist. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it, well, it's I, like it, yeah. it 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 has like this it has this feel like a middle Roger Moore. Uh, but yep. I think I think the the I mean the action is just better by virtue of it being more modern. Um. Uh, so I, I don't think I, does a better job selling the action sequences than yes. any previous bond. Yeah. There's some scenes where there's like some definite, like weird editing of him, like jumping in the water and it cuts to like a completely different city. And it feels like of him <laughs> landing in the water. Uh, but other than that, yeah, there's, there's like, uh, there's like some pretty good stuff in there. Uh, action wise. Uh, I mean, we, we talked about the opening, like the boat chase, uh, compared to the Roger Moore boat chase that goes on for twenty five minutes, yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is way better. Um, right? Yeah. And yeah. Everything feels um, everything feels like naturally set up. Um, like the boat driving down the street here even works because of how 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 they've established that the boat has gadgets in it. It's not and like the boat going room. underwater. Right. Yeah. And it's not like just this uh, random Italian boat suddenly being a car um <laughs> yes it came um, from q's lab like right yeah and yeah so a lot of it just works um yeah and it's it's a solid chase like a, the i would say it's maybe a little bit long but like it works it works as a chase um, it's not too long i mean i mean the only part where i'm like okay come on is when he's like going on the street um mm-hmm. and in between shops and like it cuts to like okay the street 
and then like a market and then a restaurant. And by the time you're at the <laughs> restaurant, you're like, come on, just get back into Right. I, we we got it but like other than that part i think um i mean yeah. especially i like i love that it just starts with him using the boat to jump over the other boat that's like a yes. that's that's a good uh that's a good stunt uh already uh but yeah the the, the chase part i think works uh, i think it's just like the the comedy that at some point is like okay you've made the joke you don't need to you don't need to, the a third joke <laughs> of the boat going through something exactly it's uh, yeah yeah exactly yeah uh, yeah and I think um, that the boat chase works at, for in the movie's favor in another way because uh, with uh, Goldeneye uh, it's a it's not as cheesy and you can take Goldeneye as a seriously as an action film but it also still works as a great James Bond movie. Tomorrow Never Dies, uh, in going with the Brosnan theme, uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, it's not as, you, you can't take it as seriously as Goldeneye, but the filmmakers don't play it that way. They still play it straight. So it's kind of got like a weird tonal feeling with The World Is Not Enough, the boat chase, the director's saying, all right, we're just going to have some ridiculous fun. Come join us. And they're giving you a wink to let you know that we're going to have a ridiculous time over the course of the movie. And the boat chase sets that up perfectly because over the course of the movie, you're still having a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. This yeah, this movie is trying a lot to be like a comedy, and I think Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of bad jokes in there, like in every Bond movie. Uh, But overall, I think it's 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 like Christmas only comes once a year. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you're like uh, (laughs) you you made one Christmas joke, and then you make another like five seconds later. It's like (laughs) I didn't need that one. Would you like Uh, to unwrap your present? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least they do it at the end of the movie when you're yeah. most likely turning it off. You know, it's it's. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh... they, they, sh- they could have just ended on the scene of like, or uh, <laughs> starting at the end, but of M just like looking at them on like the infrared <laughs> screen of them having sex, and you don't need another moment after yeah. that. But and, uh... yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, on that note, I, uh, since we're already there, I like that as a throwback as like a re it really does feel uh, after you've said it, especially it feels like those middle more movies, which all, at least four of them ended with essentially that scene. But I like that they're using the, yeah. the newer technology and yeah, that was, that was nice. <laughs> and I, and I like Judy Dench's, uh, her, her version of, uh, the line there. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go back to the beginning though, real quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've talked about. I think we've talked about the boat chase enough. Um, with the let's go to the opening theme. Uh, the the opening credits. Uh, I mean, first off, yes. what do we think of the song? Um, I think it's a top tier Bond song, personally. Hmm. Uh, now I might be biased because I'm from Wisconsin and garbage is from Wisconsin, so I might be a little bit biased in terms right. of that. But I actually do think of the song itself. We're not talking about the on-screen mm-hmm. credits, just the song itself, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like We can song. talk about both, but the song I mean, for the start, yeah. I, I think the credits look pretty good. Honestly, I, mm-hmm. I wasn't... No, nothing... Like, it has, like, that... It's all, like, uh, oil theme and oil rigs and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which is just, like, what this movie is about. Um, and the song... Right. I, I have no... Like, I, I didn't love the song, and I have no problem with it. It's For me, it's, like, an... Uh, a pretty good one, I think. I think mm-hmm. it's like 
I guess uh, reading about it made a lot of sense that they just wrote this song and then chose Garage to make to to perform it, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. it feels like. Um, it doesn't feel like a band song. It feels like a Bond song in a way. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. feel like it has the like the energy of like if they had written the song, uh, like we kind of get now. It's more. It feels more like uh, kind of generic in that way. But it's it's serviceable. Like it's it does its yeah. job pretty good. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That I, being I said, though, the song. Oh, uh, go ahead, Arlen. Go ahead. Uh, no, it works. It works well within like the the canon of Bond songs, which we've yeah. we've talked about many times before. Like there are just some songs that feel like Bond songs, and some songs that are good songs, but they don't fit the movie. I, I think that this movie, this song, fits the movie. It feels like what other Bond songs are, but it does feel like it's writing outside the lines a little bit. Um, uh, much in the way that the Bond song from. Um, Tomorrow was trying to do, but I think it works better here. Um, yes. Yeah, and I, I think it's also just a very good version. I think uh, the garbage um, uh, tone of it just works with the movie. Um, yeah. 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 I also really uh, like the visuals that they do with the credits. I I, I was yeah. a sucker for it. Granted, it's been a while since I'd seen the movie, but. After watching it, like the visuals, I was like, "Wow, okay, this is like a top five Bond theme." And comparing the credits with the song itself, mm-hmm. like the it works as a good one-two combo. Yeah, I agree. I think they work together. I think that I think that um in terms of uh like the weight of the credits, I guess like um again comparing it to Tomorrow, it because it looks visually better and more appealing and yes what they did to achieve that holds up better um i can overlook the fact that like i still think of these of the sort of post uh post um dalton credits like the best one is still goldeneye because it's closer to what the more modern ones or the more recent ones have done where they're really integrating plot and details that you're going to be seeing later on into those credits. I, it's missing for me. Um, it's something that I would have liked to see more of in this one, but I think that because the visuals at least look good and it, it doesn't feel like just the same thing that we've seen for 20 movies almost. There's, it it has a thematic link to the movie in a little, in Mm -hmm. a way that's not, I guess that's a bit too much. Uh, when you get the actual oil rigs, I, I kind of like the oil part more than the oil rigs. But uh, yeah, you kind of know what kind of movie you're going to watch. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we can talk about the actual plot of this movie. I mean, at least the beginning, because it's it's one of these, at this point, the movie's opening have a direct like link to the rest of the story. Because this yeah. movie starts in... Like I, what, what I described as a very boring opening scene where Bond is in Spain uh, meeting with a banker to collect some like some money, uh, and then he uh, these like um, the the guys are actually about to kill him. Uh, he escapes with the help of a, a known sniper with the money, uh, and then uh, ch- tries to chase that sniper who's like this woman that he chases in a boat. Like that's the, that's the, oh, no, no, that's not the opening. No, no. so, no. so, so he, yeah. he gets money and escapes with the money and then yeah. you go back to, um, 
MI6. Yep. Yeah. Where yeah, the, after, the, yeah, you yeah. It, we're still before the opening credits. No, no, you know, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's what that's what this movie has the longest like pre-credit scene um until yeah. no time to die. Um uh so th- that's a big so there's a lot of plot happening b- before even the credits because Bond goes back with the money to MI6 um uh and meets like a king who's like a M's old friend and like an oil uh or oil baron basically uh yeah who uh <laughs> who M introduces <laughs> as a man of great character and always trying to do good uh, it's very it's very uh yeah, this is probably the most dated part of the movie is like bringing yep. oil is being an oil baron is good like that's the that's how the movie sees it um yeah. so uh, yeah, the money is. Ba- there's basically a bomb in the money that's activated by um, uh, a pin that yep. King has on his suit. Uh, it's activated long distance where where he where he, when he has his hands on the money and uh, he explodes um, <laughs> and dies. Opening of the movie, and then there's like a. Um, the woman from the beginning of the movie is a sniper um, and just like shooting at Bond. He chases her in a boat. Um, in the scene we described earlier, she tries to escape in a hot air balloon. Bond's catch up. Bond, Bond catches up and she kills herself basically uh, because she's so scared of her own employer. Uh, who is honestly not that scary guy <laughs> compared to other <laughs> Bond villains we've had before, like other... Other guys like him, not the scariest uh, villain no, because he's really. not the actual villain of the movie. He's more like a yeah. The, the... I, I really yeah. I really feel like uh, Robert Carlyle's character is one of the weaker points in the movie for sure. Yeah, he uh, this this comparison is if if it works, then it's gonna work really well. Um, he he's got a real Bane situation going on. Um, where once you realize what the thing is and the fact that he's basically just like a lap dog, he immediately becomes not that scary. Um, almost boring, I would say. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah, any, I, I, uh, potential I feel like with it, Robert Carlyle as a villain is lost. Almost yeah. Like I feel it. like they do. They have this interesting idea about his character of he has a bullet in his head that's slowly killing him and destroying his senses and so he doesn't feel pain and uh, uh, he's becoming like he's more powerful than a man should be but they never use that in the actual movie it's more like uh, like when he's actually fighting Bot at the end there's no sense of like oh he doesn't feel pain (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I feel like I mean, they, they, do, definitely... they do explore that later when he holds the hot rocks, but yeah, I, I think that's the scene where he looks the most villainous, and I think that scene is kind of like that scene is a lot in a very like villain grandstanding way, and I like it, uh, yeah. but I, I don't think he de- he lives up to that potential after. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would I would say that like they've tr- other movies have tried. To do similar characters and tried to uh i can't think of anything specific right now of course uh but, but uh and I, and I think that you know varying levels of, of success uh but this this does just not work for me um yeah yeah, uh, yeah uh, 
Also, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if this would have affected the way the movie would have worked, but originally the studio had Anthony Hopkins cast as Renard instead of uh, Robert Carlyle, but Anthony Hopkins left because the script wasn't finished and he went to do Zorro. Do you think that Hopkins mm. would have made the character work better because he's a generational talent, or do you think the movie would have stayed basically the same and I it mean, wouldn't have benefited from Hopkins? Hopkins is just a more fun actor to watch, I think. And yeah. he can definitely play like this kind of, with this kind of the energy this movie, this character needs. Uh, I don't think Carlisle does a particularly bad job. I just think he's giving like a kind of boring... The script uh, gives him nothing to work with. Yeah, kind he's of. Doing, yeah, he's doing a flat performance. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of both, I think. Yeah, definitely. There's like, the performance doesn't have enough energy and he's not... Um, uh, he's he's not just. I think like yeah, there's a different a, a, a world where an actor like Hopkins makes it a lot more fun, kind of like in um, in uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, yeah, yeah, with... definitely. He yeah goes more of a Price direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Jonathan Price is uh, like so much fun as the villain in that movie. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And I, um, well, and on that note, I know I've seen Carlisle go that also. Like I've seen him do uh, a price like performance. He, that's just not what he's doing here. He's going for like straight man villain. Yeah, um, I, I think there's also kind of like the movie is trying to do the bait and switch of making him seem a lot more villainous than it he is in the beginning, just to make us believe that he is the bad guy. Um, but then the twist of the movie is that uh, it is uh, King's daughter, Electra, <laughs> Electra King. What a name for a character! Uh, she like she's the actual villain of this movie, right? She is the uh, mastermind yeah. of it all. She she's uh, she is like tricking Bond and everything. Um, right. So I guess it kind of works on that end of the movie. I think she. Definitely has the energy. She's really good at that role. She feels like a good, uh, a good Bond villain, a different Bond villain we've seen before. So. Yeah, I, I go back and forth. I think there are moments where, and and maybe maybe this is part of the character that I'm just not allowing to work on me. There are moments where she doesn't feel, um, where where she's almost having too much fun with it. Like she's kind of laughing. Um, and maybe not taking it quite seriously enough. Um, no, I disagree. I think that's why she works so well. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Fair well, because enough. remember, back to what I said, the director, at least in my opinion, the directors are giving you a wink saying, we're going to have a bunch of ridiculous fun. Come join us. Okay. Don't take it too seriously. That's not necessarily what I mean, but Eric, you go ahead. You, you... Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I think the, the movie does a good job of making us go back and forth on her as like, is she actually Evelyn? Does she have any remorse? And mm-hmm. I think the ending at the end when she's actually like having fun with torturing Bond because and torturing M because actually she she it it gives her back the control over the situation and then he, she can act like uh, she can go back and forth even when she sees Bond again she she can she's like making fun of him she's like. Uh, throwing it in because her pleasure is to uh i mean she takes pleasure in manipulating men that's her yeah. force and like she's like bon, bon is was so easily manipulated um and at the start of the movie um uh and i i think a lot of that is something that 
if it's a male villain doing that, it's not something that you would really notice. Uh, but because it's her and the movie has done a lot of like a good job of making us like always question like how much is she in control until the very end uh, yeah. when she's like going all in and having fun with it um, because she's the character is just enjoying the situation. Uh, yeah. I think that works for me. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I like I like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah I, sure. I think I, I think that that's like the best thing this movie does with this character is just like putting us like really um on the edge while not making it too like self-serious. It's really like it's yeah. a it's kind of going from like over dramatic to kind of like uh fun action and it's not um you 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 never really doubt the character like that first scene where they're under the snow and he saves her you're like you're, you're if you don't know what's happening like i didn't i i hadn't seen the movie in so long like i i was like okay i believe that character that's what the character is and then you have a different scene after where bond is telling her that you're that she's um Oh, she actually lied. Uh, she, she's uh, working... Right. She has Stockholm Syndrome and R Renard is controlling her and she like gets angry at him. And you, you're again, you're kind of like believing her more than you think Bond is wrong in that situation. And yeah. he is in a way, but not in the way you think. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did like that aspect of putting him on his heels, which is... Very few characters can do that to Bond. <laughs> um, and when it's done well, I, I very much enjoy it. And I think that Brosnan plays, um, you know, not not quite on top of it, maybe the best of a lot of these actors. Because um, that's just not a thing that I enjoy. I don't particularly like Bond not being... Uh, 10 steps ahead of everybody, but I think there's something about the way that he does it where he still feels like he's the same character. Um, and I, I think that works really well here. Um, and he, 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 he's in a bad, he's in a lot of bad yeah. situations in this movie. Yeah. In his movies, like where he's definitely not in control. He has to jump out of a bunch of buildings in a way the other, the previous bonds don't really have to do exactly. like that. Scene yeah. In um, and uh, tomorrow never dies. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing in this movie is that um, I mean we we reach that point in the plot, like after the credits, is that this is like a M movie, like at the beginning, yeah. and doesn't, and that I feel like that doesn't go anywhere for me. Uh, but it's like. M is the like M takes it personal when Kings dies because he's her friend and she is very protective of uh, uh of Electra uh because you hear this backstory of Electra was kidnapped by Renard and uh, he asked for like five million. Um King went to see M and M told her told him uh not to give the ransom because they don't negotiate with terrorists. Uh she sent an agent that uh, put a bullet in Renard's head, but Renard's still alive. And uh, that's kind of the source of uh, Electra's like resent of M that captures them. She, she captures M after and kind of like, yeah. she doesn't torture her, but she just like, well, she, she's going to kill her, I guess. 
that's that's the <laughs> thing. Yeah, she, uh, she, she toys with her. Certainly. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's a relationship that feels the most like. Sure, I get it. Like y- <laughs> you, you left me to die and used me as bait. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, since we're since we're already talking about this, um, it does it is interesting because this is one of the few times that I think we can really bring this up is uh, the same writers who wrote this in the last movie uh, went on to write every movie, I think, until No Time. Um, yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. Same guys yeah. have been doing it since then. Um, and and you have a... Sci-fi. Wow. Um, yeah, you, you have, like, a lot of, like, uh, you have other writer credited, uh, mm-hmm. but they get, they get story credits on all the movies uh, up to No Time to Die, and then sometimes you have another or two other writers on the movie. Yeah. Um, like Fukunaga, I think is credited on No Time to Die. So they write this first, they write the script, give it to the red director, and then maybe it goes to another writer, uh, um, or the director. If the director is also a writer director, they they uh, they like uh, take it over. Uh, but yeah, they've come up with pretty much every Bond story since uh, since yeah. this movie, starting with this yeah. movie. So I mean. And yeah, so and that's part of why I I, I really underlined Skyfall there because this yeah. is it does feel kind of like a dry run for the stuff with Silva. Um, I would say that yeah. the stuff with Silva is almost um, it's a bit more efficient. I would say um, partially because Skyfall is such a long movie and they have to put a lot in there. Um, yeah. But it, it feels like it's going down a similar road. They're sort of treading that ground again. Um, and I, I notice it more and more every time I see this, uh, how how they kind of... I wouldn't even say it's repeating themselves. It's more... It's a good idea to bring in M and to focus on another member of MI6 and really uh, you know, bring them into sharp focus. Um, and I think it, it works well enough here, but, I mean, it's the only thing I can think of when I when we do talk about Skyfall and when I, when I think back on that movie, uh, the M stuff and that. Uh, so uh, just an interesting little thing to, to note and pick out that. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a moment feels like a moment where the writers are interested in M as a character, but the mm-hmm. movie is not really, you don't get a lot of, you don't give M a lot of character. I feel like she has more character in, um, uh, I think tomorrow never dies. Actually, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, tomorrow never dies. She, she, I feel like she has more range in like yes. how she, she and Bond have that relationship. Uh, uh, this movie is not about their relationships. So like M's relationship with King, which you don't, you get a scene of, and then it's just a lot of talking, and then like she lets herself get captured, basically. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think Dench Dench plays a lot large part in this. I don't think that either of the plots of this movie or Skyfall would have happened with Bernard Lee as, as much as I love him. <laughs> I don't think yeah. he could have done that type of... I agree. Thing. Judy Dench is the key. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she, she really sells it. Um, there's a, there's like a real guilt to the character that uh, she really portrays well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, um... And yeah, then... uh, I mean, you get this short scene of like a Bond seducing the doctor so that he can get a clean bill of health to go on a mission, <laughs> and then and then he goes to um, 
Azerbaijan or is it Kazakhstan? Uh, one, one of those like uh, uh, country ex like USSR countries. Yeah. Um, yeah former Soviet bloc. Yeah. No, actually, yeah. they're. I think they're in Turkey. I, I don't know. They're it, in Turkey at some point. They go all around the. Is it the Black Sea or is it the Caspian Sea? I don't know my. I think it's the, the Black Caspian Sea. sea. Oh, Caspian yeah. Sea. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, they um, go all around. Uh, yeah, yeah, because they go to the. I think the casino is in Azerbaijan, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, where they're basically like, uh, Electra King has taken over the pipeline her father's uh, building to bring oil to Europe without uh, having to deal with the with Russia because Russia owns all the pipelines um, that goes through like Northern Europe uh, and all the way to Western Europe. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is yes. <laughs> so um, be so Bond meets uh with Electra. Uh, they have this moment. They go to like see the status of I think some uh some points in the pipeline where uh by skiing, <laughs> and you have that ski that big uh, ski set piece where um. Yeah. They're being hunted by guys in like, um, bobsled kind of like. Yeah, it, it's something be- between yeah. a, a a bobsled and a hovercraft. It's a hybrid yeah, between it, the two. A helicopter and is and um, we call them uh, uh, skidoos here. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, they're weird hybrid. There's a lot of stuff going on when you see them. They're very. Um, it, it feels like a real attempt to be very gadget heavy on the side of the villains. Yeah, uh, 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 snowmobile is the word I was looking for. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. between like uh, like a snowmobile with a helicopter thing on top, yeah. so they can like. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. what do you think? Of, I, I think that ski scene is uh, fine. I I think it's definitely not. We've had a lot of ski scenes in Bond. Yeah. We get one every other movie, basically. And I, mean, I every, think... And, yeah. and every Bond needs one. At least yeah, one. every Bond needs uh, one. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was good. I mean, again, I would say it goes on like a little bit too long, but I think it's a, I think it's an interesting scene. The the weird hybrid bobsled ski... Yeah, I, I think that part is good. Um, yeah. I like... Um, I'm not like a fan of the, single, of the single-use gadgets. Uh, I never have been like the fa- the the setup of the thing to help with mountains, and then they get into a mountain uh, or an avalanche. Uh, yeah, eh, eh, but I, I get it. It, it works. It, it helps with the as you mentioned the the scene between him and uh, Electra. Um, yeah, yeah I, actually, yeah. I. Um... I kind of, I, I think that scene is good, and I think building up to it, it works. Uh, I do like. Uh, we we didn't talk about it, but you get introduced to Q and his uh, his training, uh, his replacement. Uh, good old that, John Cleese. Uh, Bond calls R, uh, yes. and is actually credited as R in the movie's credits. Uh, who yes. gets like? I like that they have like the, that goof of him like getting stuck in this vest. And yes. then, uh, and then use it as actually like a, a good like emotional moment. I think that I, I think that scene is kind of is pretty important to the movie. Um, yeah, I, I like that. For I sure. like that bit. 
Um, I always forget that there was this moment where John Cleese was going to take over as Q. It seems like if a uh, if a certain uh, event in two thousand one hadn't happened, um, the Bond movies probably would have just continued uh, as they were, um, and we would have had those that. Um, if this is his like audition for Q, like uh, I think he he's he's funny. Um, I agree. Yeah, and that's what you expect from John Cleese. Um, and he he works in the scene. Um, I did yes. like the the way that they played that moment of a uh, Bond asking if he's really uh, a, a, asking how long it's going to be before he's gone. Um, I think that they could have way overdone that, um, but they didn't. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Cleese is in another day, no. He's, yeah, he plays. He plays yeah. Q. No, 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 no. Yes, he becomes him, Q because Desmond Llewellyn passed away. May he rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the again, if a certain real life event hadn't happened, they wouldn't have reset the movies, and he would have done like five, ten more. He would probably still be Q. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if if things hadn't gone a, a different way, um, but yeah, um. Uh, now we get a Ben Wishaw, yeah, just like which, a little, <laughs> which uh, we, who, we, yeah, we'll we'll get to him. We'll get to him. We'll uh, get to him. Uh, <laughs> but I'll just say, with certain things that have happened with real life John Cleese in recent years, uh, we 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 upgraded. I would say, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we, sure, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the casino scene where yeah. we get a, a beloved character coming back. Uh, yes. I don't know. Zakovsky uh, from GoldenEye is back. Yeah. He owns a casino. Um, he has a DJ and singer Goldie as his henchman, which I kind of <laughs> love that Goldie is just there in this movie smiling with his gold teeth. Yes. It's very on brand for a double seven movie to have him play the security guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't think Goldie has been in a lot of movies, but I like that he's been in this one. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it. Uh, Zakovsky and Bond have a fun relationship. Uh, yep. uh, they, they like he he is this the perfect version of this guy. I think of yep. like a guy Bond knows. He's like kind of high energy, funny, um, plays off Bond well, gets owned by Bond again and again. Uh, it's he's he's like a, he's a good time. Yes, I, I mean it, it's sad that they they clearly killed him off because he had to go uh, babysit a British boy for the next twelve years. Yes, uh, I don't know if the timing of that even works out, but it, in my in my head that's how it worked out. Um, yes, he had, he he had to go watch Daniel Radcliffe grow up. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I I really like their interactions i i did uh miss mini driver uh not not, not being there i yeah. want to see that <laughs> that arc continued um yeah no, he his his growth from like owning a random bar to uh having a casino and a um and a uh, uh how am i uh caviar it, Caviar. Yeah, caviar uh, business. Word, yeah. Words. Uh, <laughs> <putting> that <laughs> business. Uh, that was a nice. That that was an interesting growth for him, and uh, he plays it so well. Um, I did like that they 
in his death scene, which I which I already spoiled for people. If you were tr- trying to watch this, listen to this instead of watching the movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, I did like that his death played with like the idea that he might just like kill Bond. Uh, yes. As, <laughs> They they do it for a moment. Um, I do, but I do like that. Like, there's a nod and like a, a little smile at the end where he yeah. he, he yeah. takes a shot and saves and, and frees Bond and yeah has a little yeah. smile moment. Yeah, I like that. I like that quite a bit. Um, yeah, and he and something that this is really playing off of something that was really good about Goldeneye. He feels like a character that we've seen for all the previous movies, even though that was that was his first time so it really but it really works um and when a character is well established enough uh you can play on stuff like that and yeah so yeah yeah um uh what else was there uh, yeah uh one thing at the casino the- she loses a million dollars on purpose yeah. basically um so there's some sure. form of business going on there um <laughs> And then you have like uh, some back and forth with Bond and Electra where she's like kind of trying to seduce him and he's very, for the first time in <laughs> 20 movies, he's reticent this time a little bit. He's really uh, but trying, yeah. He, he's he's trying reticent and then like one scene later, they're sleeping together. Uh, yep. <laughs> I think you go from that, from the, him being reticent to the Renard introduction scene uh, where he's like, in this, uh, like, uh, having basically a re- religious experience, it's like a. Uh, I, I Google it because I was honestly, is this a real spot they're, they're doing this in? Uh, but no, this doesn't exist. It's <laughs> like a, a, a place where, like, where there's eternal fire because of like a gas leak. Um, and he's like holding hot coal and like, uh, <laughs> talking uh, and, uh, I think this is where he kills uh, one of the guys that works for Electra. Yes. And gives his order to her security guy. Um, and then you go from that's that's a we talked about it a little bit before. That's I think that's like a good moment to make us like okay, this is a villain villain. Uh, this is where he he like you can you can think he corrupted her. Um, it makes sense. And then you get. You go from there to having the scene of uh, uh, Bond and um, Bond and Electra sleeping together. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I, I just want to point out, like, there are lots of things that I never really noticed before this watch. Um, I, the, the casino was sort of setting up her turn later on, and then even earlier than that, like the her having this connection to the people or her uh, going th- into that like little Orthodox um, church or, or more like a holy site. Um, oh yeah. I like the setup that they do with her character early on with this stuff to, to establish her. Um, yeah. And, and how that pays off uh, throughout the movie. Um, but yeah, uh, the, uh, the scene of them in bed together, um, Pierce Brosnan continues to be extremely charming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think he has there. There's this line that she says where she's like, "How do you survive?" They go back and forth. She, he's like, "How do you survive?" And she's she's like, uh, "I don't know, true struggle or something." And she goes like, "How do you survive?" 
and <laughs> he goes, uh, um, "I take pleasure in great beauty." <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a it's a good like, it's it's a good line. It's a good moment. Like yeah. he he, I think is uh, the most charming Bond in that way. Like I don't think there's been any any other actor has that energy has that like uh, charisma of like uh, you believe that any woman would fall for him i think there's yeah, something 100%. about uh, about like the um, uh Sean Connery has like that 70s like ruggedness 60s like you believe that in the time it worked but i think yeah. i mean Pierce Brosnan has only gotten more charming since so it's like it's like easy yes. to believe that yeah, that that's the guy. Um, <laughs> then you, uh, I mean, from then he like he learns that Davidov, the electric security head of security, is working with Renar. He kills him, and he gets on a plane and impersonates like a a Russian scientist, um, mm -hmm. and go goes to. It's basically a base where they're like decommissioning old Russian um, nuclear missiles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss, not Mister. I think just yeah, nuclear yeah. productions like nuclear weapon production plants. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, you, like removing plutonium that was being that was being prepared to be put into devices and disarming devices and things like that, but. Yeah, not an active missile site. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Renard is taking the opportunity to steal some plutonium. Um, that uh, we don't know why at that point, but uh, and at the same time, Bond is uh, Bond impersonates that scientist meets with uh, Denise Richards' character, <laughs> who is called Christmas uh, something. Christmas Jones. <laughs> Christmas, yeah. yeah, Christmas something. Not only basically. Christmas Jones, Doctor Christmas Jones. I mean, yeah, her her name's not the worst Bond name. I'll, I'll give her this. Um, we've had yes. some bad ones, so we've, we've had Octopussy, uh, right? <laughs> to to me. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah, this is a good time to talk about the Denise Richards of it all. Um, I think she's one of the problems that I mentioned earlier. Um, uh, and I, I don't even hate the character because to, to a point that you established earlier, Eric, if this was a Roger Moore movie produced during the Roger Moore time period, it would, you wouldn't blink an eye. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't even no mention her. Like it, she's yeah. just, she just feels like one of those characters that has like very, she has basically nothing to do and the performance is a bit flat. Uh, but I don't, yeah. I I really don't give this this movie that much fuck for it. Like it's it's yeah. definitely not a Razzie performance. I feel like, and no, it's definitely not. not a. It's not a yeah. like like people call her the worst. Like, people call this movie like the worst Bond movie, or in the among the worst Bond movie, and her the worst Bond girl, and amongst the worst no, Bond she's girls. Not. And and it, she, it's, yeah. it, neither of those things are true. I feel like if if anything. And this is where I would sort of side a little bit with those people. It is a bad Denise Richards performance, I guess. I, yes. I maybe I need to see other Denise Richards movies, but just going off of the one uh, seminal text that I assume we all know, 
which is Starship Troopers. Yes. Uh, compared to her performance in that movie, it's a bad performance. But I don't blame her. I I, I think I think it's mostly the writing. Um, and there are a couple moments in here though where I feel like she's doing a really good job. It's the other like eighty percent of the time where. Like you said, it's she's very flat and very one note that really stand out. But there are a couple of places where um, if she gave the same level of performance and really like felt as real as she does in a couple of moments, uh, I think it would be I think she would be generally a much better received Bond girl. And again, like I said, in the context of a 70s Bond movie, you just would not notice um she's interchangeable yeah. with uh the the bond girl from moonraker <laughs> yeah um <laughs> yes moonraker um yeah um but again not 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 awful not not the worst um in this movie i would say um and uh then uh, you get you get the bald Renard face to face where Bond yeah. has him at gunpoint, and yeah. they have this like very cold exchange. Uh, Bond hesitates, doesn't kill him, then gets caught because he doesn't look like the six three year old, sixty three year old Russian scientist. Um, <laughs> and as soon as Renard is free from Bond, like Bond from Bond's gunpoint, uh, you have the he starts shooting everyone with his like uh, agents and they steal the plutonium and escape and like try to lock bond in um you you get like a a pretty good shootout scene i, I guess where he saves um he saves christmas <laughs> uh, <laughs> he saves dr jones and they uh and they both manage to escape and um from all the explosions. Yeah, from all the explosions. And uh, from that point on, he thinks that um, uh, that Electra is working for Renard. Um, I don't really remember specifically what makes him like understand that. I think there's like a GPS for the plutonium weapon that uh, he manages to grab uh, that identifies um, her... I don't know. It's it's some like bond shit. Yeah, there's, <laughs> also, there's also the moment with um. He's You're right. A, yeah. There's yeah. There's a moment where with uh, Renard that says, "Oh yeah, she she's doing exactly what I'm telling her to do." Um, right. Yes. And and yeah, and he's just suspicious of her in general. Um, once he gets back from the and and they have a confrontation. He knocks out her bodyguard. Um. Uh, and uh, they have a confrontation. They have a confrontation. She slaps him. It's that that uh, they they have that moment, and then it's like almost uh, immediately interrupted by um, the the um, plutonium being used as a bomb inside of the pipeline. Um, so the the so Bond and uh, Doctor Jones. Uh, have this like uh they have this like chase inside the pipeline where they like 
it, it feels it's like a train track chase basically where they're like tying the two things together and she deactivate she's gonna deactivate the bond uh, they realize that there's not enough there there's only half the plutonium there um so they can't blow it up uh, so it wouldn't like completely mm-hmm. uh, it wouldn't cause a nuclear explosion it's actually just um um they're they're just trying to uh make um i guess everyone believe that that's where the plutonium is where actually uh it's going to be used uh with a nuclear submarine later in the movie um so yeah. so they make- deactivate the bond and make it seem as if they died in the, in the right. because the bond has the idea of of letting the thing explode while they're safe uh so they're yeah thought of as dead and then they they they, they can uh mm-hmm. operate covertly. Guess, yeah exactly operate covertly is the right word uh yeah. i think i i like that scene a lot i think they they have like actually that's the scene where i think they have the most chemistry and i think like yes. that, that's the scene where i think she's not like from that point on i'm like oh she's not actually she's a bit like too much in that first scene and the scene she's good in the rest of the movie she's not even that's her big scene, and I think she she does fine in it. That's that's my yeah yeah, yeah she's she does a good enough job. She she sells the jokes and the yeah like she she works. Uh, and like you said, I think that they do have good chemistry, and she she yes. doesn't feel completely unbelievable. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and and like you said, I, I think that the the sequence doesn't go on for too long. Um, which is, I think is important. Like it just, it feels good with the pacing. Um, and the, yeah, yeah, no, you're really right. The, the way... Up to this point, it is the shortest action sequence. You're right. Yeah. And just, uh, yeah. And it, it, again, this movie in the back half, it kind of, it, it starts to move quite a bit. Um, I do yeah. really like the, um, I like the reveal, uh, of Electro just really just, being the bad guy yeah, yeah going yeah. all in and saying to m here i have a g-. like <laughs> m just learned yeah. that bond died and then she gives her the pin uh, that she used to kill her father and he, he wanted to have this and then like captures her basically and is gonna uh i mean with the intent of killing her later uh but yeah that's a, a good like reveal a good like evil electra scene um uh, Bond tries to get the information of what is going on here. What, what so he goes to back to Zukovsky uh, because Zukovsky got one million dollar from uh, uh, from Elektra at the beginning uh, earlier in the movie. Uh, yeah. So trying to figure out what's going on, uh, Zukovsky tells him that his nephew is doing her a favor by bringing her uh, stuffed in a nuclear submarine. Uh, Bond, Bond, and um, jo- Jones realize that uh, oh, they're going to use a submarine to cause a nuclear explosion. Yeah, um, is the word that they use specifically. But yes, it's a. And then, I'm and then really the, sure what the difference is myself, but I guess yeah, difference. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, and then there's a sequence with. Uh, chainsaw helicopters or not? Chainsaw. Yes, it's my yeah. absolute favorite. Saw yeah, helicopters. Basically, yeah, a helicopter shows up with a buzzsaw, which 
not a very practical way to kill people, but honestly, pretty it's fun. Perfect for Bond. I do, I do like that they established that they aren't meant to attack buildings; they're meant for trees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just an, it's a nice little thing to do, and it's again like the the devices in this aren't so out of this world like bonkers. You know, it none of it is um, an undersea base. <laughs> Um, (laughs) that seems like a that seems like a uh, something that James Cameron would want Um, it's nothing quite that level but it feels like okay well they have this they it could be useful so they're gonna use it Um, I I do think that that sequence is like a little weird and a little awkward but I I like the reveal I like the way that the the, the buzzsaw helicopters come through the side of the building. Um, yes. uh, I like that quite a bit. And everybody's reactions to the buzzsaw helicopters. Um, I do really like the joke at the very end of that sequence. The um, insurance company will never believe this. Yes. And oh, uh, yeah. yeah as, uh, we have four strong walls and then it immediately collapses. That was a, that was, <laughs> yes. Good setup and payoff there. I like that. Um, yes, yeah. I agree. Uh, and, and it you gives have them a the chance Sikorsky to show actually, off the bond car. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. You use they use the bond car to shoot missiles at the helicopter. I think that scene's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I mean, you mentioned it Tim at the beginning that that scene. Uh, yes. That's a scene you you <laughs> you've thought about since you were ten years old. Yes, uh, absolutely. And not to mention having a chainsaw at the bottom of a helicopter. Yeah, exactly. It's not practical in real life, I mean, but that, that also would, blew my mind as a 10-year-old. That would stand out. You know, I mean, I have a similar memory about the next movie in Brosnan's career, and all I can think of is the Invisible Car review. Yeah, for I, sure. I, the Invisible yes. Car is, is like, always there. Um, yeah. And... Uh, I also like uh, Zukowski drowning in his own caviar. <laughs> caviar, uh, that's that's really good. Um, um, so yeah, from then they, um, I mean, Goldie shows up again and kind of leads them to get basically just leads them to get captured uh, <laughs> um, and put a, into the. I mean, they get captured and delivered to uh, Electra. Um, Electra sends uh, Doctor Jones in the um, submarine and s- basically starts torturing Bond, uh, tying mm-hmm. him to this like like this old torture device where he's slowly getting strangled. Uh, Zukovsky shows up, starts shooting people, um, gets gets shot surprised by uh electra but manages to free bond bond f- like partially free bond bond frees himself surprises electra and then she she has this line where she's like um uh like you can't you're, kill me you, cold blood you, yeah you can't kill me a cold blood you're gonna miss and he shoots her i never miss uh, big emotional scene of them to like of him holding her body while M watches and does nothing, <laughs> which <laughs> is like again like what are they even doing with M in this movie? That's a scene that just like kind of what a disappointment. She's just like watching them like they're her two children like having this moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, this is a. Uh, I think that 
the, they took the right notes from this, if, I, if my assumption is correct. Um, but yeah, um, it's a, it's a real. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's how we're ending this. Her, her. I do like the the uh, torture device stuff. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, that's good. Right. She's she's she tells him like I mean they have the title of the movie in that scene where she's like I could have given you the world and she's like the world is not enough. Uh, yeah, and not to mention there's some pseudo BDSM stuff that's like kind of hinted at. I think I mean, that. Uh, I think works. it's there. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like definitely yeah. like uh, like who's in control in that moment. Yeah, she's taking um, so much pleasure out of it. Like, I mean, right. that's the, that's what the movie is doing. Like, it's like, oh yeah, she she's doming Bond and taking so much pleasure in that moment. Yes, and and Bond still being playful during it. Um, yeah, they, I I think that they chose that device so that he can say the line one last screw. Um, which well done, <laughs> yes. Well done, standing <laughs> ovation. Um, congratulations, you won. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that was very good. Um, but yeah, uh, him, him just shooting her. That's, I think, that's the moment where that I, as I was sort of suggesting earlier, where I thought like she was doing the like giggly girl thing a little too much and it felt a little bit too much like breaking the fourth wall but i i think i've warmed to what she was going for with like she's having fun with it she's yes yeah she's like chaotic evil <laughs> to the fullest showing the scenery yeah um and i do i do like it i like the way that she delivers it i like her on the radio um the way that she says you wouldn't kill me uh yeah, before telling Bernard to dive. Um, yeah, yeah, I really like her entire delivery of that. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, that, that it's it works to perfection. Um, uh, yeah, it, and then you get like the classic final end of Bond. Um... In a nuclear submarine going yeah. down. Yeah. yeah, in a submarine going down. Uh, they get locked in, lock, locked in to some place where they're drowning. Bond gets out of the submarine and just, like, goes around in a freezer. And then they has a final confrontation with Renard where they're using basically a giant, giant golden penis to hit each other. Um, it's, yes. it's, like, it's, it's, like, yeah. so much not. Like, it's... <laughs> I mean, that's what he, he uses at the end to kill him. Like, he literally right. uh, puts it into him. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could also say a giant golden bullet, which is kind of what it looks like as well. And both things work. <laughs> yes. I, I would yeah. say. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's... I, I think that there's a lot of interesting setup. There's a good idea here with like a submarine fight and things like that um yeah uh, again i would say that this is this is a place where it really just for me it's a little bit it goes on a little bit long um but i don't know how to really shorten it like they they try to balance the tension i think it's just when we get to the bernard fight of it all it's what eric said earlier they don't take into account the things that make him special as a character very much it's yeah. really just like two people punching each other um uh, yes 
and it's not a, I do give them credit for um the bond half of it they are really trying to take advantage of the of the setting um and, and they're doing a pretty admirable job with you know the confined spaces um despite the fact that the set I think feels a little bit feels a little bit big for a sub but still it works yeah, yeah. It's a big sub um but again, it's, like, a, it, it's a big sub that's not that deep because Bond can just yeah. like swim around it and they can swim to the surface at the end. Uh, you're not, you're not, you don't have to think twice about all this. Um, yeah. And then you get and the you ending. Have to think about two. it. It's not a Bond movie. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like I, I don't, you don't need to think too much about like <laughs> how how close things are to each other. It's okay. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah. And then you, we have the the ending we talked about where they have those little puns or uh, I don't think I would spend ever spend Christmas in Turkey or have Christmas in Turkey. I always uh, we, wanted to spend Christmas in Turkey. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they try to get away with it by having them acknowledge that it was a joke. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, the first one is fine. I think uh, Christmas does come more than once a year. I think that's a bit too much. I think the yeah. M stuff, though, where they're using the infrared, we talked about it at the beginning. That's very funny. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was, that that yes. one worked. I did like John Cleese's delivery. Um, the Millennium Bug thing. That's that doesn't come up a lot in movies that we've watched on the show. Um, well, one movie it comes up a lot uh, that I'm thinking of, but. Uh, yeah, that that that's an interesting joke that I imagine must have played really hard in theaters because I had to stop and think about what the Millennium Bug even was. All right, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was good. Um, and the way, but the way that he folds up the laptop and the way that they look at him, very, very, very good. Um, very good delivery from everybody. Um, and yeah, yeah and, and this goes to credits, right? And. I believe that's. I think it's the fastest they've gotten to James Bond. Will return. yeah. Usually there's there's a uh, something. Yeah. But it starts and it says something, but then there's just a message: James Bond will return in like white over black, and then credits. Yeah. Um, but it's usually at the end, not the beginning. Yeah, it's usually like at the very end. Like there's no credits left, and they do that. Oh, um, and yeah, yeah. And I mean, they've moved it around over time. I think. Um, I think you only live twice. They do like a, they bring back the opening credits in that movie and then they do it um, in there. Yeah. But I think that's the last time I remember it happening this soon, like after the yeah. last moments of the movie, because they usually wait for it, you know? Um, and, you know, it's, it's notable because, you know, as I'm sure we've mentioned many times, the Marvel movies just took this entire concept. Yeah. Telling you that to, when this character will show up again, um, uh, and uh, they they play around with it a lot, um, but uh, I don't think even they've done gone as far as to say the moment that the screen is to black, uh, this character will return. Um, so yeah, that was that was notable. <laughs> I'm glad that you guys noticed it too because it stood out to me quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, from, yeah exactly. Um... Uh yeah, any anything else we should talk about? I mean, um there's a car, I guess. It's a BMW in this one. Yeah. I think the Z8. yeah, that, the Z8 which I think still looks pretty cool, but it's it's like that middle era where they're really doing like uh German cars um uh, <clears throat> before going back to like the, those classic uh those classic yeah. British cars. 
Um, yeah. I, on the car, I think that, I mean, we're going to talk a lot about the next car in the next yeah. movie. Uh, I think, but of the ones we've seen, I think Brosnan's best stuff of the car was in the last movie. I really liked the, 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 uh, the using of it, of a proto DS to drive that car around. That was, yeah. That was I fun. mean, I, yeah, that, that's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, I mean, but the last movie also has like a really good like a uh, motorcycle chase uh that feels very modern and i think compared to uh in this movie there's a boat scene but they don't do much with the car itself i mean there's a, the missile the missile scene uh yeah but, yeah, but that's uh, about all they take advantage of with the car yeah. you're right yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah they don't do a lot with it and again it's not a it's like you said it's the german cars so it's yeah, it, but yeah, die another day. The come the car comes back in such a big way. I think it's an. We'll, we'll get to it, but I think it's an Austin Martin in that movie. Um, I believe so. Yes, that yeah, does sound it, correct. And it, it it's like, it's like a big like British cars are back. They're the cool thing yeah. again. Yeah, and they that's and, going and they on. do a lot with it. From what I remember, it yeah. it's it really it goes. It's very Batmobile esque in that movie, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Like they really, they really try to utilize it in a lot of different moments and sequences. Um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, on other, we don't have a lot of other segment stuff. Uh, would we suggest people watch this uh, uh, if they haven't watched it already and they're listening to this? Um, yeah, I think it's a. I think overall it's a fun one. I think I'd, I'd recommend uh, this. I I think it's like very middle of the pack. Um, mm-hmm. Bond. I, I I don't. I I'm not sure which one I like better. This one and Tomorrow Never Dies. It's it's yeah. like. But I I liked both. That's the thing. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so um, I would say if you like Pierce Brosnan as 007, I would say I definitely recommend this one. Yes. Uh, as I said before, it's my second favorite Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I would that. recommend it if you like Brosnan's Bond. If you don't like Brosnan's Bond, maybe stick with just Goldeneye. Yeah, but yeah, I, agree. Uh, I, I think that if you like it and you're in the mood for a fun, cheesy action movie, absolutely go for it. I I would recommend this one. Yeah, yeah, I I think that that's a, that's a good point. Like if because there are some people that just don't like Brosnan as Bond at all. So yeah, absolutely, I I I agree with that. Um, I, I would suggest people watch this movie. I think that what what happens more often than not is this movie in particular gets grouped in with Die Another Day. Um, and this movie and the last one frequently get grouped in with that. And there's like the suggestion that GoldenEye was like a great Bond movie and then the rest of them weren't worth watching. Um, Which is but not I think true. Yeah, these two are both perfectly serviceable Bond movies. Again, you know, just previous yeah. things. They're less racist than some of the Roger Moore movies. Uh, yeah, they're mean, at the same I, I, level of quality, I would argue. Here's uh, a, yeah, I think I like those two. I like uh, Tomorrow Never Dies and um, The World Is Not Enough more than any Roger Moore movie, basically. Ooh, uh, them some fighting words, but yes. Uh, we'll, no, I, we'll, I understand it. We'll do a ranking at the end, I think, and get into it. I don't remember like all those movies individually. Um, we'll get there. Um, I think that's the problem. <laughs> a lot of them do blend together. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we we've, we've watched so many Bond movies; it's bound to happen. Um, yeah. 
All right. Um, yeah. I think that's it. Uh, Tim, do you want to plug anything? Um, um, I would say that if you're not going to watch the movie, the one scene you need to watch is just the, is the boat chase at the beginning because oh. I... Yeah, I freaking love that boat chase. Um, uh, sure. now just to plug anything, uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Terminator four four three four. I got my handle from for everything when I was younger because I was obsessed with the Terminator movies. So my name's Tim Tim Inator four four three four. Just follow me on those. You'll see lots of content about memes and sports and the concerts I attend. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, take note of how uh, Tim, like uh, old uh, Hunter Davenport in the Phantom Zone, they're both giants. Both of them are <laughs> ants. Uh, so uh, yes. <laughs> expect them to pick you up. And uh, <laughs> How tall are you, <laughs> Tim? For uh, I'm 6'4", but I weigh oh. easily 170. Yes. Yes, uh, I am. Yeah. A tr- I am a literal end. Yes. Yeah, they are both. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think everybody knows that Hunter is of the end of the end. Yeah, camp, I mean, but, uh, I, I've yeah. I've met Hunter and he's he's <laughs> tall. Yes, uh, but yeah, I did. I had no idea Tim for some reason. I I, I definitely didn't know that, and that's. <laughs> I I had no clue, and when I realized, I was like, wow, because. I've seen some of those concert pictures and you know, uh, uh, front men for metal bands, they aren't tall people, but uh, Tim was like a foot taller than some dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, and it just, uh, it stuck with me. So uh, yeah. Um, the, yeah. 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 Good Instagram. Go follow him there. Um, and then we'll, uh, let's do our plugs. Uh, Eric, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Quickly. I'm just at ECR on uh, uh Twitter and Instagram and uh, yeah, that's basically it on mine. I'd be excited for more Lost Harrow coming up, uh, our top yeah. ten, our next season. A lot of good stuff brewing. Yeah, yeah, we got some got some plans. Uh, let's see, Phantom Zone is still on kind of a break type thing, but uh, we recently did a, a top five episode. Um, which was uh, fun, and it was under three hours, so that was nice. Um, so uh, go listen to that if you've uh, if you've been uh, waiting for us to return. Uh, and uh, we're uh, we're talking about the, the things that we got working uh, in the background. Uh, so uh, look forward to that stuff when that happens. Uh, yeah. Um, Bye. Bye.